0: Summa Up is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. Summa Up puts more living in life for full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and ceos visit www.startsuma.com individual has been suffering from these symptoms for at least three to four months that definitely is worsened in the presence of electromagnetic fields in the leads by removal This week, I had a patient ask me about electromagnetic fields being harmful to your health. And admittedly, I had some inklings that they were, but I didn't do a lot of research about this. And so this week, I kind of deep dive about whether or not they truly are harmful. What's kind of interesting is when I was in high school, I took an interest in this and I did like a little research paper on exposing like uh, like radish plants to <laughs> electromagnetic fields. and. What was weird is the radish plants that were exposed to them, and I, I concocted a really weak electromagnetic uh, field using, a, I think, a flashlight battery. I and mean, what was weird is the radish plants that were exposed to them actually, they, their growth velocity was actually decreased, but I didn't think too much of it. I mean, I was a sophomore in high school, but uh, there appears to be <laughs> some biology to that experiment. Okay. So, what do I mean by that? There is a disorder called electromagnetic hypersensitivity that's being described in the literature and it's basically a clinical syndrome that's characterized by non-specific multiple organ symptoms that follow patients once they are exposed to electromagnetic fields and they're relieved once they are removed from that setting. And it's, it is very nondescript. Uh, some of the symptoms that have been described are sleep disorders, extreme fatigue, asthenia is another word for fatigue, fatigue headaches, memory and concentration difficulties, dizziness, musculoskeletal skeletal pain, skin conditions, primarily ra- uh, unusual rashes, and mood disorders. And it seems to be linked to electromagnetic fields from several sources. So mobile phone, base stations, headsets, Wi-Fi routers, or fluorescent lights, power lines, and power transformers. Uh, I, I know there's some controversy about this, and you know, people make fun of people that are worried about electromagnetic fields. There's you know plenty of memes about, I guess, certain certain people wearing aluminum hats to, you know, block their their head from getting exposed to this, but there might be some truth behind it. What we're finding is that there are many articles suggesting that electromagnetic fields interfere with biological processes and it kind of makes sense our body is comprised of electrical signals particularly in our cardiac rhythms and firing of neurons throughout the central nervous system peripheral nervous system and we know that electromagnetic fields heat organic matter we know this because we use microwaves all the time but i guess this is starting to become a little more of a concern because we're starting to use a lot of Pretty powerful electromagnetic fields in 5G networks, right? And that's you know something that's really cool. In that we can now have high-speed Wi-Fi and, and cell phone, and, and uh, you know access all these cool apps and load web pages faster. But it seems that 5G network technology definitely has the potential to warm up human body tissue, right? And it's primarily because it affects the polarity of water, right? And since our bodies are comprised of a large part of water, 60 70 percent, that's that's the concern. So it definitely does cause some form of thermal warming. And that's, that's a concern that some scientists feel is leading to biological changes. And so, again, there a lot of this is speculative and there still needs to be a lot more research about this. but there are many articles suggesting that there are effects. And again, I encourage you guys to do your research on this. Under no circumstances do I want to say this is complete definitive, but it's just an opportunity for you guys to to research yourself. So, okay, here's some ones that I found out in my curse research. Here's an article looking at neurobehavioral effects uh, among inhabitants around mobile or cell phone towers. And what they found is that inhabitants living near mobile phone base stations were at a much higher risk of developing neuropsychiatric problems. Here's a meta-analysis of long-term mobile phone use and the association of brain tumors. And this article actually suggested that there was a consistent pattern between mobile phone use and ipsilateral. So these would be gliomas and acoustic neuromas on the same side that you're using the mobile phone. Here's another article that looked at memory and uh, electromagnetic fields emitted by GSM phones. What they found is with uh, pulse radio frequency electromagnetic fields, they had a measurable effect on human cognitive performance, at least in the abstract of this paper. They can affect uh, fertility. And so here's an observational study looking at individuals uh, in cell phone usage and semen quality, it seems to, they know this study suggested that it can decrease sperm count, motility, or motility, just how fast the sperm move, viability, how long it lasts, and morphology, the, the way in which they look under a microscope. There's even a study suggesting that uh, the spread of COVID-19, particularly in China, in Wuhan and in Europe, might have been linked to rollout of 5G. So. What they found was the COVID pandemic, it surfaced in Wuhan shortly after the implementation of citywide 5G wireless communication radiation and then rapidly spread globally, but it seemed to correlate with the areas that had lots of recently established 5G networks. And they thought it was secondary to the fact that there is some evidence that wireless communication radiation can change red blood cells, uh, which can lead to hypercoagulation. I noted that a lot of these individuals had thrombus formation. It can impair microcirculation, so, a stroke and hypoxia were big issues with individuals in this area. Amplify immune system dysfunction, including immunosuppression. Obviously, this is not a good thing when you're battling a viral infection. Increase cellular oxidative stress and production of free radicals. I keep talking about how it's really important to. Minimize free radical production, minimize oxidative stress, minimize inflammation. We want to decrease, you know, the incidence of chronic illness and then increase intracellular calcium. So this is a really key process for viral replication, so entry, replication, the process in which they, the virus, the viral RNA is placed into the nucleus. and than transcript transcription, and then they also mentioned that it may be linked to worsening heart cardiac arrhythmias. And as I mentioned, you know, electrical activity we have micro currents that that are very important in terms of our heartbeat and heart rhythm. And so it stands to think that perhaps this might have an effect as well. In any case, a lot of conventional physicians are actually starting to recognize this. This could be an issue. This particular syndrome, EHS is recognized in the literature and a tentative definition for what it is, is um, an individual has been suffering from these symptoms for at least three to four months, that definitely is worsened in the presence of electromagnetic fields and the lead by removal, right? Again, it's kind of a little vague, nonspecific, but it is something that people are, people are noticing. So, uh, given the fact that there is probably some evidence suggesting that uh, staying within strong electromagnetic fields isn't a good thing, what are some things that perhaps you can do to to limit your exposure? Well, electromagnetic fields emanate from anything with voltage, so lamps, home electrical wiring, extension cords, Obviously, if you're close to power lines, they can emit lots of electromagnetic radiation. You have tremendous amounts of electromagnetic fields and radiation from cell phone towers. So, ideally, not living close to one of those or staying close to one of those. Wireless routers, cordless phones do this as well, and then even metal plumbing. But the good thing though is it is strong, but it seems to dissipate pretty dramatically at a distance. You can kind of see here some common household appliances and the electromagnetic field strength micro teslas. And as you can see, as you move away from the source, the strength of the electromagnetic field dissipates dramatically. At one meter of distance from any of these, so about three feet away, you can see that the magnetic flux density is, is very, very small. What is considered a negligible amount of electric radiation? Well, anything below 3 milligoths, which is equivalent to 0.3 microtesla. And so, as you can see, at one meter of distance from any of these, including microwaves, magnetic flux density is very, is really, very low. So standing three feet away from most of these is probably not gonna be, a, be an issue. If you guys are curious about this, there is an interesting device on Amazon that can actually determine electromagnetic field strength. And this is actually well reviewed. And it's called the tri field electric field radio frequency uh, meter, many individuals, including some of my colleagues and functional medicine suggests this to their patients who they feel are suffering from electromagnetic uh, sensitivity. So that would be something I definitely would consider. I'm probably going to purchase this as well. One of the reasons why it's so hard to make this diagnosis is it's really clinical. There's, there's outside of symptoms that dissipate and get much worse in the presence of strong electromagnetic fields, there aren't any serum tests that we can utilize. So you kind of have to really go by history. What are some things that you can do if you think that you might be suffering from this or would like to see if, if this could be an issue for you? Well, it really is just avoidance and protection right whenever possible try to reduce sources of electricity of electromagnetic radiation that are high for example dimmer switches seem to put out quite a bit of electromagnetic radiation versus just simple on-off switches trying to use traditional light bulbs versus versus compact fluorescent lights this is something that i was unaware of i'm trying to switch most of these light bulbs at least in my bedroom to just a traditional light bulbs. Replacing smart meters, the analog meters. I actually um, was a big fan of like uh, that the Nest thermostat in my, uh, in my house, I actually switched over, over to an analog thermostat. Try not to allow the installation of smart meters. This may or may not be possible depending on the power company in your area, but those seem to emanate a lot of blood from the neck. Radiation. And there are protective products that can help shield you from electromagnetic fields. At least get something for your cell phone or particularly if you keep it in your the pocket. There are things for your laptop as well that you can utilize. It's probably this idea of keeping your computer on your lap is probably not a good idea, particularly since most of us are using Wi-Fi. And they're actually EMF hats and they're not the tinfoil hats. They, they just look like, <laughs> like normal hats, but they have Aligning—I'm not exactly sure about the specifics of aligning—but it can help reduce electromagnetic radiation. Try to remove things that emanate a lot of electromagnetic radiation on your body. So, try not to keep it in your pocket or, for women, of course, in your bra as much as possible. So, or at least put a protective sleeve on it. Turn off your Wi-Fi. I have been using an Ethernet cable recently, and it's primarily just because. Wi-Fi is not the um, most reliable sometimes. And so it, just in terms of utilizing it for the office, it's worked a little bit better. But the other benefit is there's not a lot of electromagnetic fields with, uh, with Ethernet cables. And then try to activate the airplane mode on your smartphone. Now, I do that a lot, primarily just because I get tired of the notifications I get from it um, while I'm working. But it also appears to be a sound decision if you want to reduce your exposure to electromagnetic radiation. Now supplement wise, these are very general recommendations and they're just things that other functional medicine providers, people involved in the field have you know suggested. And it's really just, these, these are just things that are gonna reduce oxidative damage, uh, improve your immune system, things really to counter the effect of what we think electromagnetic fields has on your body and so magnesium glycinate for sure it seems to this is something that seems to improve immune systems I think it's due to the fact that it helps improve nerve conduction uh, vitamin D3 primarily because of its effects on immunoregulation and fish oil as well as antioxidants and these again are primarily due to the fact that they reduce oxidative damage and reduce inflammation in general and then there's also the idea of grounding now again as i mentioned i i liked physics in uh, college but i certainly was not adept at it <laughs> unlike some of my my friends who were way better at math and, and engineering but the idea with this is when you're grounding you are essentially exposing yourself to human resonance frequencies which is the frequency of the earth's electromagnetic field and it's almost like you are exposing yourself to an electromagnetic field that is more natural that most of the or uh, its organisms have been exposed to, and it's used to counter electromagnetic radiation from cell phone towers, cell phones, electrical towers. And there is some evidence that doing this may help. And a lot of my patients who deal with patients who have AHS have seen significant benefits with their patients doing grounding as well. And what it really is, is just going outside and walking barefoot on the ground right so of course this would be in the grass or, or on, on dirt right and i again don't know a tremendous amount about this but there is a lot of research suggesting that it can help and here's one study looking at the effects of grounding or earthing on body worker pain and overall quality of life and what they looked at was there's a double-blind, randomized controlled trial with massage therapists, and you are assigned in two cohorts, one that did grounding the other that didn't, right? What they found was therapists experienced significant increases in physical function and energy and decreases in fatigue, depressed mood, tiredness, and pain while grounded versus being not grounded. And typically, at the, the colleagues that deal with patients who have EHS have mentioned as little as 30 minutes a day seems to have pretty remarkable benefits. Okay, so that's really all I had to say about that. Again, it was it was a very unique and interesting uh, question that, frankly, I didn't know very much about. But it has some worrisome implications for <laughs> for people that are addicted to electrical devices.